It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> hey, record worked the first time you I know, pressed that's, it. That's weird. I don't know. I just looked at it like I thought someone replaced it, but they didn't. I don't know. It just worked. We're over 200 podcasts and almost all of them began with a, oh, wait, it didn't record. Hang on. And then we got to stop and start over again. So, um, hey, maybe something got fixed over the weekend. That's great news. Hope you guys had a great one. Welcome to the final week of spring. Probably the longest, most drawn out spring in any of our springs ever before. Yeah. Summer begins on Saturday. Uh, You had your daughter's birthday party this weekend. I did, yeah. She turned three uh, yesterday, so we had a little party for her in the backyard, and her cousins came and her grandparents, and the circles kind of... So we did a distance distance for some friends that popped by. They just came by. They wanted to drop off a gift, and that was fine because they. it's kind of an awkward situation right now because you're supposed to have your circle, if you will, your circle of 10, and you're all supposed to agree to be each other's circle and not let anyone else in, just in terms of hugging and whatnot. You could still hang out with people distanced, other people, but in your 10, that's it in terms of high-fiving and hugging each other, basically. So it's <laughs> Who high-fived of, your three-year-old daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of awkward. Awkward because you know you we had a, a couple of friends that came by just to drop off a gift and then uh, you, they couldn't go near her really but just say hey happy birthday kiddo and then it was awkward because I'm sure they figured they weren't in my circle of ten because that's that's not a lot of people and I have a lot of family that I would like into that circle and so I'm tight as it is like I have to kick out some some blood you know what I mean at this point let alone friends as well so trying to decide if you're going to axe your brother or your sister from your circle it's awkward right so even with my friends yesterday it was just kind of like thanks for coming and like a head nod of like you know i can't we can't hug but nice to see you thanks for the gift see you later um but then he came to the circle and the circle was uh was all there yesterday uh out in the backyard um so it was good it ended up being a really nice day did you respect all of the rules do you think? Or did you break any? If, if Bylaw had showed up at your place, were they going to throw cuffs on you? I don't think Bylaw is going to do anything right now. But no. um, yeah, at one point, because my neighbors came by to deliver cookies, um, which they're, they're the best. I just have the best neighbors. They came by to deliver cookies shaped like three. And she had just whipped up a batch. She's like, it's like living next to Martha Stewart. It's ridiculous. But she came by to drop those off. And then we did have more than 10 there, um, but they were distanced. So I don't think that's okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. But we were just like, whatever, come drop off the cookies and leave. That's okay. How does that circle of friends thing work, by the way? It's kind of like what New Zealand does with their bubbles, but we just have circles. And if I have, uh, I think the best way to describe it is in my place, if I have four people, I could have another household with maybe two, three, four people join my circle. And then we've got, say, seven people. We could invite in a third household with two or three people and get it up to 10. But everybody who's in the circle has to stay in the circle. That's you the almost You almost need to ask somebody for a commitment to be your friend. If I called up one of my buddies and said, hey, listen, I don't want to do this distancing thing with you anymore. So you're going to be in my bubble or my circle. But you can't be in a circle with anybody else. It's like we're getting into relationships with family and close friends now. This this is where it gets fucky, honestly, Scott. Because let's be fucky. real. Let's be, <laughs> no, it is. This is where it gets real fucking dicey, and we don't know what's really going to happen. So 
because the way that it works right now is that we're all supposed to agree, like we said, right? So there's 10 of us. We're all in. We're good, guys. We're good. But then you have to expect those people not to see anyone else. So, for example, my family, we all got to see. We all, you know, I hugged my mom and whatnot. Well, then my in-laws came over and I didn't hug them. But that's so awkward, right? Because they're his circle, not your circle. Well, and they probably have created their own circle, (laughs) too, right? I have to be real. They have siblings and people that they see. And I'm sure that they want to be with them. So I can't let them interject into my circle but they want to be able to hug their son and they want to hug their, their, you know, grandchildren too. But then they're interfering with my circle if they do that. But who am I? I'm not going to say no to them. No. So it, that's where it gets dicey for sure. I just think it's funny that you need to ask like, hey, listen, I'm safe. Are you safe? Because if you're safe, we can like get a lot closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like that condoms or no condoms conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're seeing other people, then you're going to have to stay six feet apart. But you're if you're not and we're stay- exclusive, <laughs> then we can we can get a lot closer, like skin yeah. on skin touching. You're going to have to stay right where we are. I mean, you, <laughs> you made a good point about the, the test, too, because I guess I was kind of I didn't think I would be doing this, but I. I think that the listeners have decided for me I should take the swab test just to see how it is, right? So I think I'm going to do, there's a drive through swab test at the hospital not too far from where I live. So I think that I'm going to go do the drive through swab test, even though I'm kind of nervous about it. But I want to be able to show those results to the people I did see, let's say yesterday, right? I want to be able to be like, guys, just so you know, you saw me, I'm good. I'm good. But how awkward would that be if it was the other way, <laughs> if that didn't oh, go that way at boy. all? Yeah. Uh, I have never gone for a COVID-19 test, but one thing I did do many, many years ago, I had to take my daughter to the doctor because she wasn't feeling well. And the doctor said, oh, well, let's do a flu test on her. I didn't know how they did a flu test, but he took a long swab and stuffed it so far up her nose and my daughter lost her mind. I actually thought I was going to punch the doctor in the face. If he hadn't pulled that swab out right when he did, I was going to go postal because we just have this protective instinct when it comes to the people we care about, particularly our children. So unless you need to, don't take your daughter. It's too hard to watch. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about dating. 60% of singles say they are no longer actively dating. And because of what we just went through, they prefer to remain alone. A slightly higher number, 67%, have gone on no dates in the past six months. Among the active daters, 45% have stopped searching for companionship completely. The others are managing to maintain some sort of love life, but digitally, from a distance, online. Can you imagine being so fed up with everything that you are calling it quits. You are taking yourself out of the dating pool, climbing up the ladder, drying off, going to lay in a chair. No more dating for me because the last three months were shit. Can you imagine that? No, I couldn't. How many people have paused their love life? Uh, Here, I'll break it down even more because they say people 45 to 54 years old are the most likely to have stopped dating, whereas people 18 to 24 years old are the least likely to have stopped dating. Stop dating completely, 45%. Spending more time on dating apps than they used to, 19% are. Mm -hmm. 9% are going on virtual dates. 
That's a weird date to have. That is so... I don't get... Can I just... I do not get the virtual date thing. That's extra awkward, right? I think it's very awkward. Hey, log in and we'll do a Microsoft Teams or a Zoom chat. And <laughs> and you drink some wine and I'll drink some wine and you eat and I'll eat and we'll just watch each other eat. I just... I don't know if you could get the same vibe. You know what I mean? As you could in person. You could really feel someone out and get a get a good idea of what they're all about when you're face-to-face with them. And over, virtually, it just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know how often that really happened, that people just did that. But if they had to do it, they had to do it, right? 7% have signed up to new dating apps since the pandemic began. It's almost a good thing, really. I mean, if you're one of the ones that's still on lockdown... You can sign up for these new apps and you can form all these great new bonds without actually having to do anything. Uh, Maybe it's fun to have a flirty little thing with a stranger. The problem is, is inevitably, if it hasn't already, lockdown's going to be lifted and then they're going to want to meet. Then you've got to decide, was that really just a pandemic lockdown digital companionship thing or do I actually want to meet them? You could have been doing this for the last few months Mm -hmm. and maybe you're excited to meet them in person or maybe... reality check. Now that it's real, I don't really want to go through with this. Another 7% say they have rekindled a relationship with their ex. Mm, Well, here we go. Right down the slide. Hmm. Slippery slope, everybody. Be careful when you call up the ex just because you're bored or lonely in lockdown. Honestly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Only 1% have gone on physical dates. Well, I mean, your physical dates before things started opening up again were, um, hey, Want to go and sit in the Tim Hortons parking lot, you and your car and me and mine, and yell through the windows? Uh, Want to go to the uh, uh, superstore and walk around with a cart? I mean, those were really your only options for a while there, right? So now I guess we're getting back into the dating scene. We'll find out today if any more regions are going to be allowed to reopen. I, I have to think Halton region is going to be able to open. I mean, they've got far less cases and less active cases and less deaths than many of the other regions right. that are open. You got it. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm thinking if anything, that's it. But what are we thinking about, like, Peel, for example? No? I can't see. I So here's the thing. I think that if Toronto and Peel are going to get to stage two, it's not going to be this week, and it might not even be next week. It might be for Canada Day weekend. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I also think that the border is scheduled to reopen this weekend. I don't think they're going to reopen the border until after the 4th of July weekend. If I had to put a guess on it, I'd say we won't be going to the States freely until maybe the 5th of July. Because they don't want a bunch of Americans racing up here. And they don't really seem to have this under control in America. So I, I'm fully expecting those few things to happen today. Uh, look for Peel to stay closed, Halton to reopen, and the border to stay closed. Do you remember, uh, it was eight years ago, December 21st, 2012, when the Mayans said that the world was going to end? So dumb. (laughs) You never believed that to begin with. No, of course not. It's stupid. And it's stupid that this is even happening all over again. Okay, it was a math error. I'll explain that in just a sec. Oh, okay. It was a calculation error. But let me ask you, though. Don't isn't there any part of your body that when you hear stuff, ancient predictions, whether it be philosophers or prophets or whomever, when you hear that there's a specific date that the world is going to end coming up, not even a little part of you 
thinks, eh, maybe I'll put off paying that that Rogers no. bill until Monday. Not even one small ounce of me even cares to give that another second of thought. Not one fucking bit. Huh. Okay. You know, me, I'm never going to say never because I don't know. Uh, really, though, I mean, there's so many other things happening right now that we really are going to go back on this mind calendar. And I understand, hey, if it was any year, it would be 2020 because 2020 sure. sucks. But I am not afraid anymore. I mean, between murder hornets and COVID and all the other shit going on in the world, the aliens coming, let's not forget that. <laughs> I, I, fuck. You want a day, Mayans? Here you go. Have your fun. But it's not happening. But the next day is, I want all these people who, I don't know if you know the name of the person, don't care, whatever. Anyone who's following this and believes the new date to be true, and you'll talk about it, but the new date to be true, on the following day, I want you to step forward and, and proclaim yourself an idiot. That's what I would like to see. <laughs> All right. Well, here's why this comes up. We remember December 21st, 2012. That was the day that the ancient Mayans predicted Earth would come to an end. Well, we may have dodged that Mayan bullet there. Now, a scientist in Knoxville, Tennessee, his name is Paolo Tagalugan, if you want to look him up redid those calculations and he says that the real date of the mayan apocalypse is this coming sunday father's day 2020 well shit what did i buy a gift for then this is the thing right like eh, maybe i'll wait till monday when it's on sale just in case just in case he says back when the mayans made their prediction he believes they were using the julian calendar which was the main calendar of that time and that era However, the world switched to the Gregorian calendar in 1582. Several days were lost in the merger. He says, following the Julienne calendar, we are now technically in 2012. If that's right, the date they believed was December 21st, 2012, is actually June 21st, 2020, which happens to be this Sunday. Hmm. How do you feel as a father? You got just screwed over, didn't you? Yeah, I want to move Father's Day up to Saturday. Like, give me a full fucking day before we end things. <laughs> just give me one day. Let me enjoy one day. And I mean, come on, though. This is so dumb. And so Monday, so next Monday will roll around. Everyone will be here. I'm going to be a Karen, and I'm going to ask to speak to the manager of that new mind calendar. Because <laughs> bullshit. It's almost a disappointment. Like, you're happy, but it's also a disappointment. Like, you fucking liars. Again. It's so dumb. These these come and go all the time, too. It's, if it's not the Mayan calendar predictions, it's something else. Or a couple of people got another couple of people together, and then they created a Facebook page, and then that Facebook page is declaring that this is the day's end and blah, I'm pretty blah, sure the blah. Mayans did not have Facebook. Not those ones, I, no. <laughs> Listen, it's... Uh, there's people who believe this and they have their convictions and they think that these things that were forecasted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago must hold some sort of truth. There's people who are walking around after having heard this new calculation thinking, okay, the explanation makes sense because the calendars were different. Some days got left off. The calculations are now accurate. This is it, everybody. Sunday's our last day. And if you look at some of the forecasting, well, what did they predict? 
a plague. They predicted locusts. Well, we don't have locusts per se, but we certainly do have those murder hornets wandering around. I mean, that sort of stuff, it all adds up. And in their mind, they can convince themselves that we're down to our last week. Mm -hmm. And it would happen the day after the summer solstice. Does that make you even a little bit concerned? No, it's stupid. All right. No. I'm just trying to mess with you, but you're, you're a tough nut to crack. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you mentioned Karen. We had a great discussion on our FM radio show today on 91.5 The Beat about giving Karen a break. Maybe you know someone named Karen. Karens are really, really tired of being the catch-all name for, for those cranky people who want to speak to the manager and, and every buddy who phones the cops because a black person got too close to them. That's a Karen. I mean, Karen has been dragged through the mud for a while now. So there should be alternate names for Karens. Particularly, what do we do if we get two Karens in one situation? We can't name them both Karen. Nobody will understand what happened. So there should be like a backup or an alternate name for Karen. Which other names work? We got some great suggestions this morning by text. Yeah, we did. I think one of my favorites, I'm trying to figure out what my favorite is. And I, I mean, I get it because if y'all watch Tiger King, y'all know about Carol fucking Baskin. And I think Carol would be a good, a good one to rotate. Just even a rotator. I'm just saying like, we don't have to, we don't have to stick to another name permanently, but you know, let's create a rotator here and let's add some names. So I'm going to nominate Carol and maybe even, uh, we got a suggestion for Tiffany too. Tiffany's a good one. Easy, Tiffany. Easy, Tiffany. Calm down, Tiffany. I like this one, too. Don't be such a Stephanie. You know? Stephanie's a great name for that. Stephanie's a great name for that. Although my buddy's wife is named Stephanie, and I would feel bad using a Stephanie in that context because she's a doll. Totally. Uh, I know. I know. That's the thing. Some people put Susan in there, but my mom's a Susan. She's great. I don't... She's not a manager type like that. what, What about a Judy. My name is Judy, and I want to speak to the manager yeah, now. I could see that. I could see Judy's that. Judy's a good one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so many great ones. Uh, if you've got a good one, you can feel free to message it to us anytime at Cat on Air. That's Cat with a K on Instagram, or I am at Scott Fox on Air. Uh, it is Father's Day week. We've mentioned that a couple of times. Let's talk quickly about dads. New poll out. They always happen around this time of year because it gets the radio fodder and the media fodder. And then hypes up the big day. They figured out that at age 37 is when people start to evolve into their father. Mm. (laughs) That's pretty well close. That's pretty spot on. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was definitely 30s when I thought to myself, "Eh, I kind of am starting to become my dad a little bit. They Not say that there's this anything year. wrong with that. Your dad's great. Oh, he's a beauty. He's also my golfing partner and uh, uh, what else? I'm the guy he calls when he needs a something moved at his house or a fucking tree ripped out of his lawn. That sort of stuff. I mean, it, it's very, very practical. But he also gives me money whenever I need it. So it's a good <laughs> relationship back and forth. Right. They say the top traits that we got from our dad is the love of grilling. You a barbecue girl? Because you're not 37 yet. No. Um, it's no. coming. My husband. My. You know what? I would like to learn, though. You know what? That's true. I would like to actually learn because I'm always a bit afraid. And my husband's shown me many a times. And my dad's even shown me before, too. Uh, but uh, 37 is the year, then you say? Okay, then I'll hold off a few more years. <laughs> Speaking of which, somebody tried to tell me this weekend that barbecuing isn't really cooking. 
That's just slapping meat over a flame and letting that do all the work. They said there's no actual cooking technique to barbecuing. Not like there is if you are, say, making a dish, preparing ingredients. I think that's the biggest pile of bullshit I've heard in a while. But there's people out there who believe that grilling is not actually cooking. And they point out you would never get a, a Michelin star for being good at barbecuing. Hmm. I completely disagree, and I think they should start handing out Michelin stars for the people that are good at grilling. Uh, how else do we know we're turning into our dad? When you opt to start repairing things instead of buying them new. See? That's legit. I'm that guy now. I, I used to be the one who would be like, mm, well, that's broken. Fuck it. Throw it out. Now I start thinking to myself, I bet you I could fix it. A little bit of duct tape, a couple of screws. I could fix that. I don't need to throw that out. That's still a perfectly good whatever. <laughs> Thingamajiggy. When you start getting really into corny jokes, yeah. dad jokes, if you will, one in three say, yeah, that's when I really started to turn into my dad. That uh, that happened to me very early on, like very like too early. Like in high school, I'd, I'd crack the dad jokes. It was too It was too much. It was too much too soon. You're a dad joke and a pun girl. Yeah. You are all about the puns. When you fall asleep on the couch with the game on, you're turning into your dad. Yeah. (laughs) When you grunt when you get off the couch. (laughs) 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 There's two things that happen when dad gets off the couch. Number one, there's a grunt. There's a, I'm up. And that's the second one. You have to announce to everybody who can all see that you're up. You're up. (laughs) You make an announcement like, all right, I'm here. I'm up. Here we go. (laughs) What does dad want for Father's Day this year? According to the survey of dads, 36% would like an ice cold beer. Hmm. Yeah, I'm all about it. Sign me up. Number two is a juicy steak dinner. A glass of whiskey. Hmm. Phone call from the family. Don't come over. Just call. (laughs) I just want a phone call. (laughs) A little peace and quiet was number five. A an expensive gift like technology or a smartphone, a new TV. One in four dads would like an expensive gift. You know, I don't think I do. There was a time when I would definitely have appreciated that. Now I'm happier knowing that the kids did not spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. If you spent six dollars on a gift for me that makes me happy even if it's something i don't want or i think is stupid spend less makes me happier but do you say it's stupid yeah you know what i'm getting to a real honest part of my life with my kids now where i can tell them this is fucking dumb i don't know why you wasted your money I don't know why you wasted your money. The problem is, is that they're a few steps ahead of me. So they're uh, a little more in tune with what is popular. So whereas I might look at a, a ring light and think, this is fucking dumb. There's going to be a point where I need to do some selfies or, or have a video chat with my phone and think, that ring light is amazing. I love it. That sort of thing. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Dad also wants to watch whatever he wants to watch on TV. He wants to be left alone. He wants to be sleeping in on Sunday. These are a lot of things that dad wants to do without the kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, dad, <laughs> the whole reason we have Father's Day is because you have kids. You <laughs> might want to include them at least somewhat in your plans for Father's Day. Yeah, you know what? I get it if they're younger. And I think it all depends on the that age group, right? Like if you've got little kids and you're around them all the time, maybe you do want a little peace and quiet for a little bit of the day, right? But I would think, I mean, for me on Mother's Day... 
Sure. I actually wanted to go go out and do something by myself for a bit or have a moment of peace to watch a show without them around. But for moments of time, but for the most of the day, I wanted to be around them. I think it'd probably be the same. And and if you don't see your kids a lot, right? If they maybe either don't live with you or they're older or they got their own things going on, you should you, I would think you want to spend I'm all more of the time. above. They're older, they don't live with me and they've got their own things going on. So, I'm the guy who will take a phone call. So, but you'll still take a phone call over them coming over? I mean, if they want to come over, great, but I don't feel like I need to pressure them into it or 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 lure them in with a, I'm making ribs. Right. I don't feel like I don't have to do that. I feel like if they want to see me, they'll just come and see me. Are they in your circle, though? I mean, that's the thing you really got to ask. <laughs> I intentionally left some space in the circle. Now, they haven't made a commitment to me because I have a feeling they've got other interests in their friends, so I don't even know if it's safe to hang out with them based on what we've been told. Uh, let's talk here quickly about... Murica, a guy in Seattle who survived the coronavirus, he was in hospital for, let me see here, how long was he there? He's 70 years old. He spent 62 days in the hospital beating coronavirus. Just got a hospital bill for $1.1 million. No. Yep. $1.1 million. He does have insurance. Insurance will cover some or all or most of it but this guy's still going to have at least a five-figure bill for those 62 days in hospital isn't it still shocking to you or is it as shocking to you as it is for me that america still doesn't have health care oh it's outrageous i know i have a couple of family members that frequent florida in the winter right and they, like a lot of people do, they will uh, head there when it's cold here. And my aunt had a heart attack while she was there. Thank God she had coverage. But, of course, it's, it's quite expensive. It's not cheap, the coverage itself. But it's good to have, let me tell you. Because the hospital bill for, I think she was there for a week. She had to ha- get a stent put in. Uh, it was an outrageous number. It was like $100,000. Like, it was insane. Who can afford that? Who can do that? Who can live that way? I honestly don't know. I have no clue. Uh, Speaking of Murica, the TSA has released its most recent numbers, which continue to show consistent increases in passenger air traffic. According to their figures, they screened more than 500,000 passengers on Thursday for the first time since March the 21st. I don't see a lot of people here in Canada lining up to fly, but in America, they are. Uh, I'll tell you, my son was just on a flight yesterday. He was flying from Florida to Boston, and he said the flight was pretty full. They still aren't selling the middle aisle, but every row had people in it. Mm. People are going out down in the States, and they're traveling. It's different here. If you're an American listening to this podcast, we can fly But most of the flights have been canceled, and I don't think that there's any huge pent-up need to get on a plane anytime soon. It doesn't seem like it anyway. Um, But having that middle seat open, that's nice. That is nice. That's really nice. (laughs) That is kind of nice. I hope we keep it like that. Uh, I did actually book a flight, though. It's funny, as this conversation goes on. But I didn't book it until the end of August, and that's simply because I have to go to the States, assuming the border is reopened. It's cheap right now, Kat. I got a flight from Indianapolis to Toronto. Taxes in, $128. Wow, that is cheap. $128. That's with a 43-minute layover in Chicago. If I wanted to make it a direct flight, it would have cost 
under 200 bucks taxes in. Wow. That's pretty reasonable. I'll take that deal. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's because not a lot of people would take the deal. Nobody so wants take to advantage. Go. <laughs> yeah. uh, last thing I want to talk about before we get to the replay of Missed Connections. Why are gas prices so high? That's, you know, that's a great question. I filled up my tank just the other day and I thought the exact same thing. What? It's back up to where it was months ago. This is, this isn't, it doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. We should have this massive reserve of oil because nobody drove for like two to three months. We went weeks on end without filling up our gas tanks. So with all that excess, which we have been told in the past, when there's extra oil in the market, that means that prices come down. Well, if that's the case, then why haven't prices come down? We're paying over a buck a liter at some gas stations right now, and for no good reason. I mean, keep in, in mind that oil is trading overseas a little bit more now than it was, say, a month and a half ago, but not enough to raise the price 25 cents a liter. You'll recall that at the height of the pandemic, we were down to 65 cents a liter. Canadian. Wow. Yep. I remember. That's not how did we get back up to a dollar? I know that there was another uh, step up in the carbon tax because at some point during the pandemic, the next phase of Canada's carbon tax kicked in and we knew that that would raise the price a little bit. It shouldn't have raised it 25 cents a liter or should it? Am I wrong? I'd love to speak to to somebody who owns a gas station. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to know how much you guys pay and how you set those prices, or if you literally just take your pricing from head office. Do you base your pricing on what you've got in the ground and what you paid for it, or just on what some pundit somewhere over in Europe says the price in southern Ontario should be next Tuesday? I don't know, but I'd love to understand more about it. And how much really is taxes and levies? When a gas station sets their price at, say, 99 cents a liter, how much of that 99 cents is taxes? How much are they actually making there? If it actually costs them, before they have to pay the government their cut, maybe 15 cents a liter. Does that mean you're charging us 30, or does that mean you're charging us 17 cents a liter? I'd love to understand more about how it works. we got to try and get Dan McTagg on this podcast, Cat. Yeah. I don't see why not. <laughs> Line them up. I, uh, I have so many questions, including why are we paying so much? Because while I'm still happy to be paying a buck a liter as opposed to the dollar forty that it was this time last year, I'm still a little suspicious of that pricing. Uh, having said that, I got to go get gas. I'm playing golf today, so I got to go. Very good. Okay, enjoy your enjoy your golfing. Not a bad Thanks. day to golf. You enjoy your COVID test. It's oh. like we're having the same day. No, no, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> Don't remind me. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for uh, for uh, listening. We appreciate it. We will have more, like Scott said, off the top. More come down this week. And right now, as we do every time on a Monday, it is our FM Morning Show's edition of Missed Connections. Let's talk about Missed Connections. These are people who cannot find other people that they have had an encounter with in the past. So they put the story online, hoping the other person would see it and contact them. This one is called Naked in the Backyard, written by a man. Like everyone, I've been quite bored lately. So for a little entertainment for myself, I've been wearing very revealing shorts while I was smoking outside during the day. What a weird thing to do. I was curious who might take note, and I also have some pretty good-looking women in my area. When I was outside Sunday in my short shorts... (laughs) 
<laughs> My neighbor came over to chat from a distance, but I think she was close enough to notice. She probably liked it. Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. I find women just love looking. Yeah. Here we go, right? Uh-huh. She'd probably never say it out loud because she's married with three children. The kids seemed to notice. I caught him staring for a while, and that's what made it a little weird. Yeah. But if this is you, or maybe you'd like to enjoy watching a man smoking and revealing shorts, please message me. I'll send you my address. We don't have to hook up. You can just simply watch. See, this is what what the internet is missing. There should be a dating site for women who like to watch men smoke cigarettes in revealing shorts. Where's that site? I've been saying that this has been missing for a while now, and I'm glad it's being addressed because it's very important. Thank you. (laughs) The kid noticed. Mom, what's hanging from that short? What are those? (laughs) Mine don't go that long. Mine don't look like that. Like, dude, when she came over with the kid, even that didn't yeah, make like, you think, eh, maybe I should cover run, up a little bit. Run away. Like, run back into the house. You freak. This is a guy who used the lockdown period to talk himself into a whole bunch of different scenarios that don't actually exist in real life. Bro, cover up. She's not interested. No, definitely not that into you. Uh, This one is called Walking Your Cat. Man for Woman. I was out for a walk when I saw you walking your cat. Oh, cats don't like that very much. I didn't think so. See, I'm not a cat owner, but I have many. You know what? I have many questions for you coming up after this misconnection. Many questions. I saw you walking your cat. You told me his name was Olaf. And it's best I don't pet him, because he's getting old and didn't like to be touched. You were wearing pink stockings. You also had a yellow backpack on. You lived in an apartment, I believe, because you said you were getting tired of hanging with Olaf on the balcony. Restrictions have lifted, though, and we are free. If you know this girl and her cat, please tell them I'm looking for them. I'd love to get to know them even more. Who walks their cat in pink stockings with a yellow backpack? <laughs> Is it Dora the Explorer walking her cat? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I gotta talk to the math about to- talking with you first. Let me check with the math. <laughs> no, I'll be no. honest with you, cat. I don't see a lot of people out with a leash and a cat at the other end of it. That yeah, doesn't that happen weird, very right? often. Because I know that you've had cats, you have a cat now. You've never gone for a walk with any of your cats ever. No. In fact, I find the look they give you when you try and hook them up to the leash is not a look you want to get from any one or any animal. So, usually, we just let them be. There's really not a lot of need to take your cat for a walk. Now, trying to pick somebody up who's out for a walk with their cat, that's a whole different (laughs) other kettle of fish. And are you sure you want to take that next leap? (laughs) By the way, she made it very clear Olaf is not that interested. So when he says something like, if you know this girl and her cat, tell them I'm looking for them. Like, Olaf wants nothing to do with you. Can you just get that clear? Olaf read the misconnection and he's angry. Leave me out of this. (laughs) I'm not just some pickup tool. Don't touch me. me. Don't put my name on the internet. I ain't interested. I'm very old, as it was explained to you. I don't need any part of this. You leave me out of your sick little cat walking fantasy. I'm good. I didn't even want to go for this walk. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. 